Today we're talking about space. Currently it's just me and Mushi because nobody can set alarm clocks even though it's night time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do. Yeah. Mm. I've um, got a sneaker suspicion. She just sort of did one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that actually that actually went pretty well, so <laughs> we can always do that. Your turn. I can cut all the shit out. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Yeah. Um mm. well, <laughs> I was just about to start then. You had a face full of whiskey. I don't mind no, a face full of whiskey. You can, which you is can no start bad thing. thing. I mean, ah. it's like ventriloquism. You're not yeah. talking, it's me. I could, I could just do it like, like I've frozen. Welcome to the... No, I can't because you, <laughs> peas are really hard to say. It's a ventriloquist. Welcome, welcome to the... But it's, it's easy. What you do is this. Welcome to the Pacifist Podcast. See that move on nothing. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. So, so we could do welcome to the Pacifist Podcast Space Edition, the place where no one can hear you scream. Perfect for Jeeves, who isn't here incidentally, and neither is Zach because of connection issues and life issues, um, as in being able to organise life. So, it was a somber note, wasn't it? It went wrong, didn't it? <laughs> it went, we went yeah. dark. It did yeah. go dark. Uh, but it's all good, though. I like space, but I don't want to be in it. It seems cold. Well, renowned for not being... Well, I suppose it depends how close you are to the sun, isn't it? Is it, though? I mean, does it get hot when you're near the sun? Or is it still freezing fucking cold, but everything you're out of absorbs the radiation? Um, well, I would assume you still feel the heat from the sun. Uh, okay. I know that when they do their spacewalks um, on the uh, space station on the ISS, yeah. they um, if they do it sort of, and if it overlaps when they orbit Earth, which it inevitably yeah. will be because of the speed they're going, um, he says it goes from something like 250 degrees inside his spacesuit to like minus three, uh, sorry, outside the spacesuit to like minus say, 300. Inside? Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just get them walking around in an oven now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they all come back well, sterilised. <laughs> yeah. It's like we must be throwing money down the drain here. We keep training astronauts and they keep just burning to death inside the spacesuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fine when we sent dogs up there. Nothing yeah. ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why the Chinese space broke. No, we can't say that. We can't say that. No, because no. it's fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. Um, no, no, you, you're right. And I say you're right. And I base this entirely on Fortress 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, just like if it's on Facebook, if it's in a low budget B movie, it's also fact. But um, have you seen that movie? Uh, what? Fortress. Fortress 2. Yeah, um, it's the prison one. I've seen Fortress. I don't know whether I've seen Fortress 2. 
Fortress 2, uh, well, straight out of the spoilers, we're starting off early tonight. Hang on, what is Fortress 2? What year was this released? Is this a recent or is this a... Nah, dude, nah. It's like 1990-something. I mean, if okay. Jesus here, he could look it up and tell us in about five minutes' time. We, um, we should uh, be all right then. Yeah, well, look, I can find out. What year did Fortress 2 come out? We'll find out in a minute. Um, uh, Fortress 2. Fortress 2, re-entry. Can you guess where this is set? Uh, some kind of anal boutique. I was going to say, it's not a gay bar. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, right. No, I'm out of yeah, ideas. It, apparently, it came out in 2000, but that was nearly 20 years ago, so fuck it. Um, anyway, that's set up in space, and they've got like um, solitary confinement where it spins, and it's really hot, and then it's really cold. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess, I like yeah, it. if you're in the sun. Yeah. And I mean, it make it makes sense because like all we are is on a spinning ball of rock, and at night it gets colder. That heat's got to come from somewhere. It can't just materialise from our atmosphere, can it? Well, it doesn't feel like it's getting colder at the moment, mate. Jesus, I'm like, talking, uh, I'm talking generally. Proper swamping. <laughs> oh, I did my um. Uh, I gave my little boy a little treat yesterday. He's um. Uh, he's super sweaty, um, and, and he's there playing um Xbox on my bed, and um. Yeah, I was just going to check on him. And I'm like, you're right there, sweaty boy. And he's like, yeah, I'm so hot. I was like, come with me. I gave him the talc and I was like, spray that all round your balls. Make you feel a bit better, son. Oh, <laughs> what a feeling. Like, you've got to give yourself a little shake around, but trust me on this. You'll enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tal- talcum powder is the hidden gem of manhood, isn't it? it really isn't it? And no one tells you about it. Though. I know. I, well, I had to discover that myself. Yeah. I mean, everyone's discovered it by eating it, really. I mean... By eating talcum powder? No, just me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, we can, we can cut that out. We don't need Did you never eat talcum powder? No, I never ate talcum powder. Like, I oh. have sugar. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Yeah. Flour? Have you eaten flour? Oh, yeah, it's janky. I remember playing this stupid game as a kid where um, someone put a pound coin and then a massive pile of flour over it and you had to sort of pick it up with your lips and if you picked up the pound, you kept the pound. And, um, yeah, it turns out a mouthful of flour, not worth a pound. <laughs> it no. just isn't. I can see the only person doing that these days would be Zach. <laughs> hmm. Speaking of which, did he do his challenge? He didn't, mate, no. It's been, it's been quite a busy week this week. No, that's um, fine. I, I thought of a nicer challenge anyway. I, um, well, I want to see I did... him do a shot glass of Tabasco. That's one thing that he, oh, he might be very dubious about that. It, that's his, uh, his uh, Achilles heel is spicy, for, <laughs> spicy sauce. Um, yeah, Maybe we no, could I, all do it. We could all do it. Like, film it live and see what happens. I'll do it. I'm... Well, I know you will. It's like, uh, I drink alcohol and you just I'll drink tobacco. Or <laughs> <laughs> an egg cupful. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, I did... Um, while we were at work, though, I did get a little video of uh, me giving him a pound to lick this weird translucent shit that was on the uh, on the picnic bench outside, and had been there for a good hour or two. I mean, was it liquid? It, yeah, but it looked like petrol. It had that weird sheen to it. I don't think it was like man soap. Might have been. Who knows? So, Who did knows? tell you what it tasted like? Sorry. What was that? You that was my secret. That, 
<laughs> that's my secret <laughs> signal. No, I've got my boys Shut over at the moment and I, I can hear them. So, yeah, it's very much along those lines. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah well, anyway, so we, it's cold in space unless you're in the sun, apparently. I still feel yeah. weird because you could be in the sun almost all the time unless, you know, the moon gets in the way or the, or the planet, I suppose. Yeah, and I mean, if, if Hollywood's to be believed, any time you get a, a rip in your spacesuit or anything like that, you get um, you freeze to death. You instantly... Oh, my you know. God. That's just reminded me. Did you see that Love, Sex and Robots cartoon yeah. thing on Netflix? Yep, yep, yep. Very good, oh. that one. Oh, it's too recent. I can't spoil it. Oh, it's so good, though. Um, <laughs> the, the, space, the spaceship woman bit. She gets stuck out in space. Um, you'd have to remind me, which would mean spoilers, probably. I mean, we've got how many viewers? Like oh, yeah. Sp fuck. Uh, spoiler alert. If you've not seen Love, Sex and Robots, watch it. Don't watch the next 20, 30-odd seconds of this. Yeah, okay. Well, it's the one where the woman gets stuck in space. You know, really, 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 really quickly. She gets stuck in space. So to get back, because obviously if you throw something in space, you're, uh, you react off of it, don't you? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so she breaks off her arm. She freezes her arm. That's right, breaks yeah. Breaks off her arm, throws it in front of her so she gets pushed backwards so she can get back in. And yeah. at the end, they've got that line, oh, glad we could lend a hand. She's like, you didn't. Um, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was that it. Whole... You can come back now. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> What's that, the signal? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, should have said, fast forward to you can see Mushu dancing the Macarena. Um, yeah, all that. What I particularly liked about that is we give them 20, 30 seconds and you decided to fill at least 10 of that with, we've got to be really, 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 really quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that was the, that was the idea. <laughs> you just wasted yeah. half that time with your reallys, <laughs> with your over excessive use of the word really. Really? <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's up? Nothing. Oh. I definitely, definitely didn't kick a bottle over. Oh, was the lid thank on? God lid. Just... Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay, come on then, Mushu. We're talking space. Um, uh, we're two men down. What is your number one space-based sci-fi movie? I mean, we could do, talk, talk the bullshit stuff now. Yeah, surely. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, movie or series or both? No, movie. We'll do series after. Okay, movie. I would say um, it's an old one. But it's always stuck with me. Enemy Mine. <gasps> Have we we've discussed that? We, yeah, I know. I know you're aware of this film because I got really excited. Yeah, um, That's a good one. Yeah, if you haven't seen Enemy Mine, it's a great film. It's got some really good moral lessons in it as well. But it's, yeah, yeah, and it's... chances are, I'm about to spoil it for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking great one. That was back in like um, the it was early eighties, I think. 90s. Was it? I saw I was... it. No, no, no oh, it's definitely an eighties movie, but um, uh, yeah, it was it was one of those ones that I had on VHS. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I rented it from somewhere. Just you know, when you get the those deals where you can rent one movie a week and you quickly run out of movies. Yeah, and I, yeah, and well, I ended up that watching deal's that. Blockbusters. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, hang on, let me just adjust my volume. Here we are, nineteen eighty-five. Uh, Enemy Mine, starring Dennis Quaid. 
Was it Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid and the alien was played by Louis Gossett Jr. Okay, I don't know what he looks like, but if it's anything like the alien, uh, you know. Oh, he's just, you know. just a, a fella, really. That's, um, the, that's a cool one, but it's not so much space-based, is it? Because they're predominantly, spoiler alert, on a planet. Um, it does start I, off I, with a space battle. Oh, well, that's true. Oh, that's another good question. Best space battle. Uh, yeah, we'll get on to that. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll get into that one in a little bit. Yeah, way. but any, anyway, my reasons for, for choosing Enemy Mine were just because it's the one film that was always stuck in my head. Um, yeah. You know, just... And I think it's a beautiful film as well. Like, you know, like Space Side Apart, the storyline is really nice. It's a really nice, heartwarming story. And it's not often you get heartwarming mixed with space. <laughs> no, or gay aliens. I mean, because let's face it, it's definitely a bit of that going on, isn't there? Do I like the sci-fi version of Brokeback Mountain? Is I think what... you do like the sci-fi version <laughs> of Brokeback Mountain. That's right. your favourite space let's film. Let's scrub all of that. Go again with the question. I'm going to pick Terminator. Terminator's <laughs> <laughs> not in space! Oh, fuck! <laughs> aliens. Aliens. Something like that. Aliens. Oh, what, which one? Of the Alien franchise? Because there are as many now. Uh, it would have to be either Aliens, the second mm-hmm. film, or Prometheus. Good. Yeah, do you know what? I'm pretty much on board with that. Um, the first one's good. The reactions. I know it was unscripted. They didn't know that it was. Spoiler alert! Going to come bursting out of his chest. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, like that was all very impressive. But it was basic as fuck. But then the second one with the Marines, you had everything in that, didn't you? Yeah, I think what they what they did with the first one, they created a really tense um, sort of thriller, space thriller. Stroke horror, horror, wasn't it? Stroke horror, yeah. Um, and I think then they realised that th- this alien's pretty fucking badass, actually. We we could yeah. make more of this, like, more out of the film franchise. Yeah. And that's when I think they were like, why don't we do a bit more action-y? Um, yeah. And yes, some of the lines in that are classics, aren't they? You know, like, fucking the game over, man, and all that sort of stuff, you know. My, my favourite, stay away from her, you bitch. When, she, when she's in that, the the only time I've ever wanted to be a forklift driver in my life. And then yeah. you look at forklift, you're like, hang on, why am I strapped in here? Why, what? I've got to drive the fucking thing. I want pizza arms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I can't fight a fucking alien from a forklift truck, I don't really want to drive a fucking forklift truck. Trippy yeah, time. I mean... I'm I'm a bit dubious about that whole fight scene though because you know you you've got an alien with a with pretty much a built-in projectile on its tail not a projectile but you know what I mean it's it's pretty nimble with it and it's demonstrated they've demonstrated on numerous occasions you can see how fast it moves when she's gassing yeah. it the whippy um, whippy one yet it can't just all it needed to do was stab her through the middle of that thing no, but it did it, it went by and Ripley being such a badass motherfucker to Gorney Weaver. You're a legend. You're definitely a legend, love. Oh, um, someone's getting tagged. And, and it comes through. And it comes at her face, and she does the classic. Whoop, whoop. Okay, all right. I I might need to I mean, rewatch the film. Oh yeah, you definitely do. She definitely does a double double. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> double but... <laughs> double double. Double double. Well, I mean, I'm repeating myself already. Yeah. Go really, on then. What's really... what's yours? Uh, all this talk and I haven't thought I was going to say um, Aliens uh, but with the fact that I called you out the fact that yours is mostly based upon 
planet. I feel like I should go for a specifically shit-based one. Um, so I think for just being in space, sunshine. You know that one that Brian Cox had a hand in the science. It was a oh god, hang on. Sunshine. Who made sunshine? Hang on, I'm just getting some details. No, that's all right. I, I don't know if I've ever seen seen it or heard of it. It's one of those ones that has. Here we go. It's um, 2007. Danny, Danny Boyle. Okay. Um, okay. Cillian Murphy. Rose yeah, Byrne, yeah. Chris it's Evans. Got, it's got a really, really good cast. Um, but the science in it is accurate. So, do you want the premise? Um, is it about a team of international astronauts who are sent on a dangerous mission to reignite the dying sun with a nuclear fission bomb? And you say you haven't seen it. <laughs> this is, it was just this a is guess, mate. I, got, I was like, sunshine. <laughs> that sounds like a sort of space film where they'd need to reignite a sun. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but that, that there, in, inherently what you've just done is the exact problem with smartphones, isn't it? Is you don't need to have a conversation with anybody anymore. But I could have imparted that game of wisdom on you, not in such an eloquent way, definitely. Um, uh, but you can just Google shit. I mean, yeah. the number of times over the years I've asked something on Facebook and people have been like, just Google it. I'm like, do you know what? That's a really valid point. Probably would have been quicker. Yeah, but could you imagine if all conversation was like that, though? It's like, oh, you'd never guess what. Hang on, I'll Google it. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guess um, how old I am to, this week? I'll Google it. Oh, okay. All right, fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mushi, Dina, 42. What's that? 80? 78? Something, like I said before, um, no, oil of Olo's stunk. Uh, yeah, it's uh, and a bit of uh, oh god, how do you say it? Murschmischminger, that fish. That, that fish. fish? <laughs> Oscar Surströming. Yeah, there we go. Mm. Not very good with the foreign words. <laughs> um, yeah, no. But yeah, it's so as films go, it isn't the best film ever. But I'm like talking specifically based in space movies <laughs> because it's accurate. Uh, in space. Yeah, it is accurate. There's much better solely based in space TV shows than there are movies. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I probably could have chosen one of the new Star Treks because I think that relaunch has been fantastic. With yeah. uh, Chris Pine, whatever his name yeah, is. Very, yeah, they're very good. They're really good films. Mm. Yeah, and I am. Um, Benedict I, Cumberbatch well, is very good as the uh, baddie in that, actually. We were talking about him the other day. Is he, he doesn't often play bad guys, but he's really good in that, I thought. Mm. Yeah, but when he plays a good guy, he's not exactly a very good, good guy, is he? I mean, he's always a bit of an arsehole. Yeah, but he's got one of those faces, hasn't he? If you, you know, if you look That's like you're going to be a bit of an arsehole, you might as well be a bit of an arsehole. Yeah, you know, and good, it, and good it on him. Well, to the characters that he plays, doesn't it? Like Sherlock, is he's amazing, but he's definitely a douchebag. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's exactly the reason that I'm in the line of work I'm in, is because like this is not the face of a librarian, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Most of the librarians I've seen over the years have got pretty hefty beards, albeit on women, but still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should address, we should quickly address. Um, we've had some awesome comments, by the way. Yeah. Really fantastic comments over the last week, and we appreciate them all. But what we've decided to do is maybe next week, um, we're just going to spend an episode just answering all your comments. So if we get it in nice and early, ask us whatever you like. It doesn't matter. You want to know, yep. for instance, how Mushi gets such a wonderful beard or such a shiny head? Just ask. That you want to ask a... what boys in the I... exact same shirt? Just ask. It's, um... 
I thought we were going to spend a while sort of discussing that comment actually, because that so far of all the comments, I think that's been the most helpful and insightful that we've had so far. The the one just just pointing out how sexy my beard is. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll save that for the next episode so you can think of some proper answers. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, we've already got probably a good two three hours of footage from Tracy's comment. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um thanks a lot for that tracy by the way uh yeah. it, it's really helpful it gives us something to talk about so yeah well done yeah definitely um so yeah we're not going to answer any questions in this episode um uh, but we do appreciate them and would like more mm. please yeah as mal as mal. um yeah so sunshine back to the um back to the topic at hand sunshine would probably be my go-to for if i was just thinking of sci-fi movies. Um, but yeah. that's Murphy. He's a great actor. Who he is plays like Cillian Murphy. Is that how you say Oh, his yeah, name? yeah, yeah. Yeah, he plays... He, yeah, he, he reminds me a little bit of um, that whacking phoenix. I feel like in real life, he's probably a bit of a douchebag, one of those like method actors who gets really into it, really passionate. But his results are fantastic. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, he's, he got quite, he's got quite a slappable face. I mean, that has to be said. And that's not to say I don't like him. I do like him quite a lot. But he's got one of those sort of faces. You know, if, if there was a bar fight broke out and you sort of, and you clocked that face, you'd probably think like, no, I'll whack him first and then I'll go for someone else. You Check know, out but... the small ones. There's less numbers. <laughs> but he's not that small, is he? He's, he's like, he? no, he's, he's sort of relatively sort of well built, I think. He's like one of those actors that can change his body shape though, isn't he? I can change my body shape, like, to bigger. Um, um, yeah, I, I just sort of stick with a nice sort of pear shape. Pear I'm, shape? Like a pear, like, a... nestled on two cocktail sticks. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, yeah, so, let's move, yeah. move off of uh, uh, just uh, face-related movies, I think, um, and crack into the better subject of TV shows. Yeah, I think for this, mine would fairly easily be Altered Carbon. I think. Really? Not, not necessarily space, space, though, is it? It's more no, futuristic. It's like a, it's like a sci-fi episode that you're talking about here. Pick yeah. a different one in space, you know it. Um, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yeah, I really, really that enjoyed that. Cool. Yeah, it was a really, really cool show. I, mean, I can't believe that Happy from um, um, Iron Man is the director for that. Yeah, it, well, he does, a, he does loads of, like, he's a big part of the Marvel Universe as well, isn't he? He does a lot of directing for Marvel films and, and series and stuff. Um, but no, I, I like that just because it's it, it, it goes into the backstory, you know, because anyone can watch the Star Wars films. Yeah, you know, it, and and know a bit about Star Wars, but there is such a diverse history been built around those films. You know, like there, uh, there's full cultures and like ancient history of the Sith Lords and all this sort of stuff. And I just like any any little delving into that is is good in my eyes. Um. So one of my good friends, uh, CJ, shout out to you, my friend, um, who incidentally has grown quite the magnificent lockdown beard. I mean. Very, very impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. With your fish bills. Uh, 
Um, he's a humongous Star Wars fan. It's, it's, he's my go-to. I mean, the motherfucker spoiled. Um, <laughs> I give out so many spoilers. What was the first relaunch where um, a certain uh, smuggler gets killed by his boy? Oh, in... Um... Rise Phantom of Star- Menace. No, later than that. You know the new one. I, I, oh. oh, fuck it. Everyone's seen it. When Han Solo gets killed by Carl Ren. Right, Ren. yeah, that's um, The Force Awakens, I think, isn't it? Yeah, that one. So he tells me, he, he's there and he's seen it like four times. He's dead excited. Uh, he tells me, he's like, oh, yeah, it was super sad when um, Han Solo dies. And I'm like, you <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> you... Did he know? Did he know he'd spoil it for no, you? No, we were talking. I was like, oh, I haven't seen it. What are your thoughts? Give us a spoiler-free review. And that, but, so I didn't watch it for six months just to spite him so we can have a conversation. Does that mean? Because it's a really enjoyable movie. But I was like, oh, well, I know my favourite character's dead now, so fuck it. What? Um, uh, he's your favourite character? Han Solo? Yeah. Yeah, man. He's fucking brilliant. He's a legend. Who's yours? Um, probably either Mace Windu or Emperor Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Crusty fuckwit. Yeah, I who's, like who's him, man. Who did he say, Macy Gray? Mace Windu, <laughs> not Macy Gray. <laughs> Although Macy Gray, you're a wonderful singer. Well done. You know, keep it up. We haven't heard anything from you in such a long time. Yeah, um, um, no, Mace Windu. One, uh, he was uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character. Oh, he was pretty cool. But he was only in one movie. He did have a purple lightsaber though. Yeah, that's what I like, the purple lightsaber, you know. Um, you see, what, do you know what I'm really gutted about, sorry, is um, <laughs> in some of the games, for the Star Wars games, they've got, um, I think it's the uh, Knights of the Old Republic games, you can build your own uh, lightsabers, right, and you find different components around the place and you can put them together to make your lightsaber. And you could find an unstable dark light crystal, which gave <laughs> you like, it was like, pure black but with like white electricity coming off it and it looked so good in a lightsaber and i'm so gutted they haven't introduced that into star wars although they have introduced the unstable crystals in uh kylo ren's lightsaber oh really is that why he's got those uh, exhaust vent things um it's why you'll notice that it's like you're really you've really got that down um <laughs> if no, you really fucking thrown me now. No, you'll notice that his where everyone else's lightsaber is just like, yeah, his is like, and it sort of flickers and and stuff like that. It is cool. I don't really like the bits that come out of the side mines. Um, Please stop. Doing really, I should do it. <laughs> <laughs> The best. Is that Rambo I see having just popped on? I think we've got Rambo desperately trying to connect. Ah, uh, there he Good is. Evening. Here he is. Hello, mate. Oh, You're right. Welcome right. along. So, yeah, we we just thought we'd get the um, conversation going, talking about our favourite... Well, we, we were moved on to TV series, um, but we had said our favourite space-related movie. Um, uh, oh. do, you, uh, do you have one you can uh, chuck in the mix? Yeah, Apollo 13, mate, all the way. Fucking, Tom Hanks. fucking actual space movie, then. Oh, you? you know what? He's just made both of us look like proper fucking dimwits, isn't he? Like, f- Speak for yourself, I'll, mate. You I like this film because it's got lasers in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I, I picked the gayest space film in the in yeah, the universe. You chose pun not intended. Mountain aliens. That's what you chose. <laughs> Apollo well, thirteen. Your choices. Well, um, I went for Enemy Mine, and uh, Sam, what did you say? You went for Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. Danny Boyle movie. Oh, you see, I was going to say that it's called it's The Martian. The Martian. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah The Martian. Yeah, um, uh, I'm with you on that. It's a um, that's a great movie. I'm reading the book for that at the moment, but it's pretty much word for word. So yeah, what? Yeah, uh, I, I vaguely yeah. recall it had quite a lot of potatoes in it. So it's not for and me. Shit. And shit. <laughs> we call mm. them dirt berries now. Oh, these are even better. They're grown for poo, aren't they? They are. <laughs> oh, yeah. so they're like astro dirt berries. Astro dirt berries. Yeah. So I think it's uh, I think Andy Weir wrote it. Um, and I listened to a podcast with um, an astronaut in it, and he read the book and got to speak to. I'm going to say Andy Weir. If it's not him, then it just shows how much of a retard I am. Um, <laughs> and he got to speak to Andy Weir, and he was just like, "Oh my god, I've read your book." Um, and he's like, "You, you sh- fucking, I'm really angry with you." And he's like, "Oh shit, what did I get wrong?" I was like, "He's like, you didn't get anything wrong. I read this for leisure, and it was basically like reading a work report." So I believe all the science in the film The Martian is actually right on point. Really? That's quite interesting. I think that's a a cool thing. I I, I like it when a uh, writer do their research and actually have facts and figures that aren't bullshit. Um, Yeah. uh, Unlike us, where we just Google shit and uh, tell you what we see on Facebook. Um, Pretty much. Rambo, um, why why do you like Apollo 13? I mean, it's Paul says you're picking your nose. (laughs) That was brilliant. (laughs) I think it's quite a quite an emotional film. To be fair, yeah. uh, it's got Tom Hanks in it, which I think is a fa- uh, really good actor. I believe it has the sniper from Saving Private Ryan in it as well. Andy, I don't know if you can back me up on that. No, uh, I think it does. I know who you mean—the guy with the little thin face. Keep yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, but, but no, I, know what you mean. I think it's very interesting. Obviously, it's based on a, on a true story as well. I think I think it's one of the best space films. I've seen it uh, maybe twice. I haven't seen it anywhere near as much as I probably should have. Um, I do like Tom Hanks films. But, yeah. mm. um, Criola Catherine Johnson is worth, probably worth a mention. Talking about Na- NASA there. Um, d- she's a, a lady, but where, where was... I, I think all through the space program and everything like that, NASA employed her. She's a mathematician. Um, oh, she, hidden figures. And yeah, her... Is that, there was a film on it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and her maths skills were so on point that NASA used to run all their computer simulations and then give them to her to make sure that they all added up. That's the black lady, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, not got, the other way rec- around. Yeah, she got um, only recently accredited for it, didn't she? Um, I think so, film, yeah. Yeah, there, a movie came out maybe last year, possibly the year before, called Hidden Figures. Um, right. And, and yeah, I think... Oh, don't... I'm not 100% sure this needs Googling, but I think that had the Magnificent Beast. Um, uh, oh, shit. Kevin Costner in it. No. No way. No. Oh, hidden talent. You're, uh, hidden numbers, sorry. Hidden figures. Hidden figures. Oh, is it him? We'll find out very shortly. We're going to find out. If, if it sorry. is, what a link. Uh, we do love be much on this show. 
We spend an unnatural amount of time talking about Kevin Costner. Yeah, the only problem is it means I've got to find a different glamour shot of him to stick in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine there being it being difficult to find glamour shots. Is Kevin Costner in Hidden Figures? Hidden Figures stars Terry Yeah, he is. Octavia Spencer and Janelle Monáe. Wow. Go. 2017, <laughs> it came out three years ago, people. I mean, Sorry, uh, Kevin, you're getting another tag. Yeah. <laughs> like, why won't these fucking idiots leave me alone? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hidden Figures is a great movie, though. Yeah. No, I, I like just... I like that. I like that um, answer, Zach. I, it caught me a bit off guard, to be honest. But then you are you are a stickler for your uh, detail, aren't you, in films? Got me, mate. Got me. <laughs> well, you don't have to be, mate, because it's really fucking <laughs> aggravating when you're trying to watch a war film with you. <laughs> I watched oh, that's a German there. Mark II helmet. Clearly, they were using the Mark III at that point in the, in the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and grenades mixed with axle grease won't stick to a tank like that. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't. It, it really wouldn't. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so... Um, Mushu Chose Enemy Mine, which is a gay alien mining movie um, set on a different planet, which, you know, is a, it's a cracking movie, not particularly spacey, mind. Um, uh, I chose Sunshine, which is great. Um, uh, and then we just started talking about I See Jesus. There is. Where? There he is. There he is. There, fresh out of bed. Only Do you know what, Sam? I'm going to say right now that that hat is a tactical hat. Designed purely to hide the bed hair. Yeah, that's his costume, isn't it? I wear a red shirt, he wears a hat and a checker shirt. <laughs> it's got foxes. Put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well anyway, um so now we've got the everybody online. There's Rambo. Here's a hi Rambo. Hi. And there's Jesus. Show us your toast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking off goblin. <laughs> Welcome along. Jesus. Um, yep. uh, we've just literally finished recapping what we were talking about, so we're going to just do it again quickly. <laughs> just, we, just fucking ask your, him the question. <laughs> give us a. Give us your favourite space-related movie. Oh, that one. Uh, I quite Serenity. Beautiful movie. That's one of my favourite guilty pleasures. That TV show. It's the Firefly spin-off. Just mm. Whedon. Yeah, it was a film. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah. The Firefly was the Firefly was the TV series, series with Nathan Fillion. Yeah, I with Nathan. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Um, yeah, look, at, look at that fucking knowledge. Ra- Rambo, lower your phone. We can see your bank details. Sorry, right. <laughs> <laughs> Why keep, did you know just halfway through just, eBay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that up on the up on the screen. Uh, Jesus, I love that movie. Um, my only gripe with it is, uh, fun fact, actually, it is the most pirated movie um, ever. And really? when it came to Bluetooth, uh, Blue, Bluetooth, Blu-ray, that too took the record for the most pirated movie. Um, but the most annoying thing is when I was trying to pirate it back in the days of like Kazar and Shazar and do you remember those? those LimeWire. LimeWire, sort of yeah. They just oh. used to they used to give you computer viruses. It was just like fucking a hook. It was so bad. Um, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, 
the first episode, the pilot episode of Firefly, is also called Serenity, and it's also an hour and a half long. So you know, like you get to grips with how many megabytes or kilobytes are in a file, and you're like, oh, that's about 45 minutes. Oh, that's an hour and a half. I remember downloading that, and I thought, bloody hell, this is a slow movie. I mean, it's a proper slow burner. I was like, if anything, this could be the start of a TV series. It just, it just doesn't really go anywhere. Like it, it launches into mm. something, and it turned out it was the, the pilot episode of the TV show. Um, <laughs> but I do love it. Um, so that's a fine choice. Yeah. I just love uh, my favourite part on it is um, I think it's right at the very beginning where um, the captain's like. Uh, that a pilot's like, oh, oh, this is going to be an interesting landing. And he's like, define interesting. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wash was a, um, he, he was a cracking character, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. I never quite oh, understood how. Watch. Oh, it's great. You'll become a brown coat. I assume you're one of those jeeps. One of those Uber fans. I don't know anybody who's watched the TV series and didn't love it. It was, um, it, when it was aired on Sky, they oh, they were real dicks about it. They they put it on, and they didn't put it in the right order, so there was no like consistency with it. And they axed the show with no actual ending. I mean, they didn't even. It felt like they didn't even finish the TV series by the last yeah. episode. Which I want to say was Hearts of Gold, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, yeah, by the time it w- was finished, I was so emotionally Im- invested in the TV show. Um, and then, uh, then it just ends. But I mean, the the guerrilla tactics of all the Firefly flan- fans out there um, did manage to get us a movie to close it all up, which I suppose is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So, all right then. Now we're all here for the moment. I don't know if Zach could have to disappear in a minute. Um, Jeeves, you can start us off. Give me something about space that you either love, you find fascinating, terrifies you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lack of sound. That that terrifies me. Like, oh, um, you know what? I never really think about sound when it comes to space. We were talking about temperature earlier, me and Sam, but I didn't even think about sound. Because you can't hear anything. So no. Films like um, Star Wars and all that lot, and you see them all flying around going pew pew, and all that, you wouldn't actually hear anything. Yeah, even the Death Star exploding. Oh, spoiler alert. (laughs) Oh, gee, I haven't seen that. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah, even that would have just been like. (laughs) No, no it wouldn't wouldn't have been like that, would it? It would have been like. Because nothing explodes outwards. Yeah, there wouldn't have been any. My whole life is a lie. It would have basically yeah, it would have sounded like Zach doing a fart. It would have. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been the most underwhelming explosion ever. Yeah, I'd quite like to see some explosions in space, to be honest. Could I mean, you, yeah, could you imagine watching that though? Like the Death Star gets destroyed, and you're there in your in your Rebel fighter, just like, hey, all right, well, let's go home. <laughs> just listening to. Uh, would you listen to music as you fought, uh, flew a plane? Do you reckon? Just well, you wouldn't be able to. There's no space. There's no sound in space. No, but you can listen to it inside your cabin because you only need sa- you need oxygen for sound to pass through, don't you? Because it hits the molecules and it passes my voice into the thing and it comes out your end. Um, uh, that's how sound works. And the reason yeah. you get no sound in space is because of the vacuum of space. 
Fair um, enough. Yeah, that's a good point. You just have to, you wouldn't be able to wind the windows down or anything. No, it'd be stuffy as fuck. Could you imagine if you'd eaten beans? Woo! Oh, don't. With all these face masks just recently. God, I burped the other day. I wasn't even thinking. I had a face mask on. So the, <laughs> the meatiest burp. It was like a meal in itself, just inhaling it again. Oh. Did your mask go like, Whoop! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> things it back up yeah oh, still at least at least i know it works well yeah i suppose so i'm not i'm not entirely convinced face mask now is really the uh, right course of action but it's maybe so okay so we got sound what's your take while we're while we're on the subject what's your take then jeeps on on the temperature thing because we've worked out that it we, by process of elimination, temperature must change. You must be able to feel the heat of the sun in space, yeah? Um, I would probably say you wouldn't. That's what I thought. But not until you're literally, like, point blank to the sun. But... The spacewalkers feel it when they're doing spacewalks on ISS. They feel the the temperature change when they go around to the dark side of the planet. If you're on about with some sort of protective suit, then yeah, you might feel some sort of change. But as in, if you literally just went out of the airlock with nothing, then no, I don't. You you wouldn't. You freeze, don't you? <laughs> but if you but this is a really valid point, Mushi, because you do freeze in space. I think we've. Uh, I think everybody's. That's a fact, isn't it? Everyone's frozen someone in space, haven't they, at some point in their life? Yeah. We've all hit that airlock button. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And even if they're facing the sun, they're not defrosting, are they? So it's it's a weird one. I think you have to have something for it to absorb on. Because I know that the side of the moon that faces the sun is warmer, and the other side is meant to be a lot colder. Obviously, I don't know. I've not been there. But it's, it's an interesting... Interesting point um, that they might feel the difference in space, and and also, Jeeves. I think I assume when you say point blank, uh, you mean like where we are. Like, I mean, if you're on the moon, you're going to feel the heat of the sun. We feel the heat of the sun where we are, and as Mushu said earlier, which you wouldn't know because mm. you were in bed. Um, uh, when when we're on the dark side, obviously, we don't feel the heat of the sun. Mm. Um, uh, but like point blank, obviously, you'd just be incinerated, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, there's going to be some point that you would start to feel it, but I, I, it would be closer to the to the sun than because the problem is that I think the reason that we feel it is because of the atmosphere that we've got. Yeah, is is to why we feel we can feel the heat from the sun. So do you think you have to have there has to be an atmosphere around you? There has to be something to yeah. absorb the energy from the sun. Yeah, in order to warm the area. So if you're in like an air bubble, you. You jump out the airlock, you release a massive fart, and it's a big gas cloud, and it just envelops you. That would get hot, and you'd get warm. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. I'm and not. For- I'm. I have no NASA training. I'm not an astronaut in any way, shape, or form. But I know for a fact that farting in a spacesuit is thoroughly discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> thoroughly discouraged. Um, I, would imagine. And I, I would imagine even in the space station because you'd fart it would get sucked into a filter somewhere and you'd be like well that's coming back to haunt me in a week's time <laughs> you'd just be, just be lying there it's like <laughs> oh god I remember that one <laughs> I, re- I would wager that space stations don't take beans broccoli sprouts what else gives you good gas uh, drinks. 
fizzy drinks? Curry. Curry? Ooh. Curry. Yeah, I think curries not. are probably off the menu because the last thing you want to be doing is unclogging a shitter like <laughs> 30 miles in the air or whatever it is. If it didn't, if it didn't come out in one solid lump, that would be so bad. Oh, because it'd just be bubbles, wouldn't it? Little it would, bubbles it, of it. it in zero gravity, the force of which I've had bowel movements, particularly after the day I ate 20 KFC chicken wings, the force of which that evacuated my system would no doubt lift me off the toilet. Oh, like, yeah. It would just be stole, like, uh, a hole in the side of the space station. It'd literally be stuck against the ceiling or something. Yeah. <laughs> With just a shitty arse and a big splatter zone on the other side of the room. It would be awful. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't God. even be a splatter on the other side of the room. It'd just be blobs of it floating around. Oh, I don't know. Slowly the, the attaching f- themselves to your <laughs> face. <laughs> oh, drowning in your own shit. There was, um, there was some movie. It might have been Life, actually where somebody got a leak in their spacesuit coolant system or warming system, whatever, and they, you saw them drown in the water. And they drowned because there was a leak in their system. I'm sure it was the film Life. And you saw the water just literally gathering around her mouth. But obviously, you're in a spacesuit, so you can't touch your face. Oh, yeah. So you're taking it. And yeah, there's air around her, but it's like accumulating on her. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, you think you just go... <laughs> But, yeah, you know, <gasps> or just drink it. <laughs> oh, cool and mm, lovely. Yeah, Blue. stomach aches probably better than like death. I'd imagine. Oh, I well, I don't know. After those 20, 20 KFC wings. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, that was a bad. That was a bad afternoon. That was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about you then, Mushi? Your question. Um, fascinates or terrifies you about space go um i like i like i well okay the black knight satellite there we go that's um that's something that i've been really interested in for a long time it's quite quite close to home Um, okay i don't know anything no i don't know anything about the black knight satellite at all can you see okay in, in a nutshell for as long as they've been doing exploration into space um there there have been sightings of a satellite orbiting earth um it's every time it's seen it's never on the same trajectory um it's always taking a different orbit path um but it's ne- they've never been able to locate it or identify what it is but there, there's several sightings of it which have been documented by like people um but that yeah they've that they no one knows what it is and the only or there's only a couple of photos of it in existence um and one of it makes it look very borg like put it that way it's not a perfect square but it is definitely it's got angles yeah well that's an interesting Um, thing about space that you should say about the borg cube is that because it's a vacuum um you don't need to be aerodynamic but the ball no. cube, um, it, you can just be as efficient as you want to be it, because it doesn't make any difference, does it? No. Um, when you see spaceships and they look all ergonomic, and no, ergonomics for you, isn't it? Aerodynamic. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's utterly pointless. Um, uh, so, hmm, interesting. Would you think yeah. it is aliens? Um, I would like to think so. Yeah, like I mean, I'm, 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 quite, I'm quite a firm believer <laughs> in aliens. I, 
Corona. Mm. <laughs> I'm quite a firm believer in aliens. You know, I don't think that um, if we go by the, the hypothesis that the universe is never ending, then if it's infinite, there has to be. That it's statistically impossible for us to be alone. No. Um, okay. It's just whether they, what level of um, uh, civilization yeah, they've reached, you know, because they could just be earthworms, they could be amoebas, they could be anything. Well, um, you say civilization, um, but without man, there's, uh, on our planet, there's no civilization, is there? You get colonies of like ants and you get pods and, you, that's, you know, you Yeah, get... that's what I was getting at, I think. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so I had... Um, a theory about us being the centre of the universe. Um, so you're going to have to bear with me here a little bit. So there's the Big Bang. And obviously we, as a planet, everything evolved from microscopic life. Yeah? Yeah. Now, I heard that there's a chance, and I mean, a chance is probably the wrong word. There's a theory of our evolution that it's come from a meteor hit the planet that had bacteria from another planet that exploded eons ago. So a piece hit us, it introduced a little bit of bacteria. We're happy to be in that golden belt zone. So, you know, we've got the perfect environment for mold to grow, which is what we've evolved from. Um, but the pieces of said planet, there's every possibility that they just kept on going out into the universe so that we could be the most advanced and they are yet to land on planets where it's feasible that life could live because yeah. bacteria freezes doesn't it it doesn't come back to life so i don't know i feel well, like along those along those lines uh, they they reckon that mars could have been our birth planet like okay. because obviously they've, they've discovered now they know that mars has got water on it like enormous yeah. deposits of frozen water um it, and it's ha it's got everything everything about it suggests that it could once have been been occupied um had life on it and they reckon that it's highly feasible that the meteorite that wiped out earth uh, the, the life on that planet sent it hurtling to to ours and that's Maybe. where we came from but who well, knows did you have you heard about the uh, the theory that our planet came from two planets? Do you guys know about that one? No. Okay. Uh, Jeeves? Uh, no. Okay. Do you want me to go into it? I mean, it'll take me a minute. No. Okay. No, go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Every time I ask that question, you I always know. say no. Um, well, I'm glad you're on. Okay. So, obviously, we go around the sun. We've got an orbit. Yeah. Every other planet has an orbit, but we obviously started at some point when the sun was formed um, billions upon billions of years ago. And it's in turn, it's all of our planets and we've eventually settled into our orbits. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, at some point, this is a, this is a theory, but when I heard it, I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Where we are, there was another planet sort of in the same area but you can have you can have two things in the same orbits like we could be going this way it could be going this way and eventually they crashed in together so that the the sheer um uh, friction that that caused literally melted everything and it formed the iron core 
of the two planets, then yeah. all the dust and all the shit and all the debris that didn't make it formed our moon. So all, right. all of that, so you've got the remains of just like part of the part of the moon that's up there. Um, and that's that was a, a credible theory in um, I don't know, I watched it on some documentary. I watched it a couple of times because I was like, that's quite interesting. I want to know <laughs> more about yeah. that. Um, and I mean, it was a long documentary and I've just butchered it in about a minute and a half. But I've always assumed that that was how our planet formed. And this was billions upon billions of years ago. We would have been a ball of lava for mm. fucking ages. Well, and like covered in dust as well. And that dust eventually formed around the remains of that other planet. It's what, are um, they, what what's the current estimate on our planet's age? Is it 4.8 billion years old? I can find out. I, I'm, I'm fairly I'm sure it's, it's around 4.8 billion years old. Earth is about 4.54 million years old. Did you hear that? 4.54, I'll take that. That's not, that's not far off. Yeah, and so 4.54 <laughs> year, billion years ago, two planets crashed into one another and formed us, apparently. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean when, I the, um, when I watched the uh, diagram, not diagrams, the little animations of it, it seemed like it seemed very logical. But you know, it wasn't on Facebook, but it was. Um, it, it seemed like a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, well go on then. Is is that your answer in terms of that question then? Hmm. So go on. Give give us one thing that blows your mind about space in one way or another. There's loads of things that blow my mind. How? Well, yeah, I'm not a big space. Space is too fucking big. When you realise that, <laughs> when, no, no. When you look at the Milky Way, <laughs> the Milky the Milky Way is that's our galaxy, isn't it? Yep. <clears throat> okay. So the Milky Way, if you zoom out, becomes one spot in basically our universe. Which, mm. if you look, so if you look at the Milky Way and it's a spiral galaxy and there's a I don't know, a million dots. And each one of those dots is a sun and each one of those suns has planets around it. And then you zoom out to the universe view and then our galaxy <coughs> becomes a speck, doesn't it? So that million, yeah. all those millions of stars become a speck in just another one. And you can zoom out even further so that the universe then becomes a speck into, I don't even know what the fucking word after a universe is. It's well, there's not, there's not. The universe is everything, isn't it? A universal. And his arse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. Also quite big. It's, for, for me, it's the sheer un, unyielding size of it all. It's just, we are mm. nothing. I mean, to, to, you know, when people have like, real feelings of grandiose about themselves where they seem really important. I'm just like, you're nothing. None of but us then are nothing. It, nothing. It's, a, it's actually a recognised um, syndrome for astronauts when they get back to Earth, just feeling worthless because they realise how much more is out there. Um, well, yeah. But ask, it does depend on which universe theory you follow because you've got the ever-expanding universe theory. Um, yeah. But the problems that brings up is it has to be expanding into something. So what was there before the universe got there? Who knows? Um, Too big. My favourite is the Frogspawn universe. I don't know if you've heard about that. Is that no. this universe isn't the only universe. 
okay. there are thousands upon thousands, infinite amounts of universe, and they're all nestled into each other like frog spawn. So if you go far enough, you'll get to a point where you you're into another universe, which this is, is what that's what I was trying to get at. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. So, so for for our universe would be one tadpole in a blob of frog spawn. Yeah. That's what I mean. Right. Is, is I get you. We are. That's what I, I, I'm. I mean, it's too big for me to comprehend. I feel like a BBC computer now. You're starting. You're starting to panic. <laughs> Just yeah. talking about it. I'm getting, I'm getting all shaky. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, have another drink. You just have to go sit in a dark room and have a little cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's oh, it's just so, oh, it's just too big. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, I've um, heard that so many times. I have, but never to do with my knob. Always to do with everything else. Do you know, normally talk about my stomach. Yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> it's funny. You should. It's funny you should bring that up in, in a real tenuous way. But I remember once going to the doctor after I'd shed like a five stone. And this fat nurse had just done my height and weight. You know when you when you first join them, they take your height, they take your weight, and then they just proceed to humiliate you. Well, <laughs> you know that you know the you know the line of fatness, and you've got the you've got like the golden belt where we live in the universe, and then you've got the morbidly obese and the other bit. Well, she just does this look. She goes to my height, and she goes to my weight, and she just points at where it's sitting. In it was like in the morbidly obese, and I looked at it. And I looked at this fat bitch talking to me and I looked back at it and I was like, I've just lost five stone. Do you really think this is going to fucking work? Like, I mean, what are you getting at here? Should I put it back on? Should I get myself into the other section? <laughs> it, was, it was just the way she was just like. Yeah. Oh, Why fuck you, you fucking judge me. Yeah, yeah. clearly you're, you're a big fan of Ginsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I hate all that sort of shit. But yes, you're right. It, the, the, the universe is fucking frighteningly large. But this is what I mean. There has to be alien life out there. There's got to be something out there. Oh, I imagine probability-wise, it would not surprise me at all. Um, uh, there's just there's too many stars um, uh, with too many planets around it for there not to at least be fish. Yeah, well, I mean, you look, Mars at the moment, um, they reckon it's geothermally heating from the inside, um, uh, which means the ice is probably going to melt at some point in the future, like millions of years in the future. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but the moment you've got water, you know, water seems to be the the, the starting point for any life form, doesn't it? Like yeah. amoebas and shit like that are always in water. Um, and as soon as you've got like that tiny little sort of minuscule life form evolution has to happen it has to happen at some point there's no way it can't happen we'll be right back um literally seconds yeah uh, yeah see you in a moment yeah. okay see, welcome back after that extraordinarily short pause yeah <laughs> yeah yeah fantastic right so musha you were saying about evolution coming from water and yeah. from amoebas and all yeah. that. And well, I happened to find out something interesting the other day um, that with regards to our planet, 100 trillion neutrons from the sun pass through you and the planet every single second. Okay? Right. Do you know, neutrons, they're so small, they're smaller than atoms, okay? They, they, they literally pass straight through you 
without touching anything. Okay. That sounds horribly got... familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does. <laughs> horribly familiar. <laughs> okay. And on that, on that one in a billion time that you make contact, I say you make contact, I mean they make contact with things, they do huge amounts of damage, like literally knocking bits of your DNA out. And there, there have been theories that have come out that neutrons hitting, we'll say, single-cell amoeba is what creates mutations. That is what's created evolution in general. Um, uh, so when you say about things starting, like microscopic single-cell things starting in water, uh, yeah. it could be a neutron from the star, which are just constantly flowing through us all the time. They are so small, like so small, like, you know, smaller than your penis small. Um, uh, smaller than someone's penis. I don't know who you're pointing at. I oh, know, that's the brilliant <laughs> thing. Until editing. He knows. Uh, <laughs> he knows uh, who I'm pointing it's at. Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's probably Jesus, isn't it? <laughs> I reckon he is there. Um, um, yeah. I, yeah. You know, old Jesus <laughs> neutron penis over there. Neutron penis, but yeah, a hundred trillion. I don't even know how many zeros that is. It's too many. Like to the extent when I took a note, it's too fucking many. But yeah, so there's like a constant stream of these things. They just planet plus straight through the fucking planet. It's like nothing stops them. They don't hit much, but when they do, they do cause mutations. I think um, sci-fi TV programs. Um, I think the Fantastic Four touched upon it. I think that's what created those mutations. Yeah, um, uh, I, I, I like that theory. Correct. I mean, that's that sounds plausible to me. That's the sort of thing that's, that does sound plausible. Mm, especially if it's definitely happening, the the neutrons passing through. But yeah, yeah it literally, they can... Well, I wanted to put it's tiny size of atomic particles, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, they're absolutely minuscule, and that could be one of the theories that is what started life on our Earth. I mean, there was... What do they call it? That something The primordial soup? I think that's the primordial phrase. soup yeah yeah so i think that there's every chance that that happened but to give that a little kickstart it could have just been that a random neutrino just fucking hit one cell and then all of a sudden boom an arm that makes a lot more sense than the books that i read as a kid which used to show like dinosaurs fighting with woolly mammoths on the crate on the on the edge of a <laughs> volcano it was very confusing <clears throat> I thought you were going to say they were um, that God created the world in seven days or six well, days. Well, incidentally, talking about like the the, the, the um, like evolution of planets and stuff like that, Neptune's quite a good one for uh, where we're going to end up, like sort of quite soon because it's a typical planet which has been murdered by its own greenhouse gas effect. And oh, stuff really? like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you go to the surface of Neptune now and you're looking at temperatures in excess of 200 degrees Celsius um, and the air is almost primarily carbon dioxide. Um, so it's... And, and <coughs> they reckon that's exactly what's happened there is at some point the gases couldn't escape and it's just turned in on itself and, and now it's a completely inaccessible, like, murder planet. Neptune, that's the last one, isn't it? <coughs> Uh, I don't know which uh, whereabouts it is in the solar system. I could never, I could never master that. I know I can name all the planets in the solar system, but where they are, fuck knows. Well, but surely you name somewhere. them in order: Mercury, no. Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, 
Neptune. Actually, it might be Venus I was thinking about, sorry. It might be Venus. Yeah, I think it was. Okay. I always get them two mixed up. Okay, yeah, that make, uh, well, that's, that, that would make more sense to me because that's closer to the sun. I thought yeah. closer to the sun just eventually just evap- got evaporated. Because it it's approximately the same size as us, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, well. same size, yeah. um, but fucked. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Venus, yeah, looks beautiful, absolutely fucking deadly, just like a, a real-life lady. <laughs> just like a real-life lady. <laughs> so is I hear. Is that the purple one? Is, it, is that what colour that is? Is that the one uh, we can sometimes see? I think it might be. Like a bluish star when it's, whenever we can see it. Yeah, but possibly, yeah. I don't know. Jeeves looks like he's Googling it right now. What you got for us, mate? Uh, hang on. Oh, he's just, he's just on porn up, isn't he? <laughs> he got distracted by the lady shave adverts. Right. <laughs> no, Hang on, on there's, Venus, a nice sm- there's a nice smooth Venus lady on the screen. <laughs> it's, it's a compilation of her grunts. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no? Right, what was it you were saying? Venus, oh, yeah. what colour? Uh, it's like a tan colour. Helpful. What's the blue one then? Uranus. It's not blue. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Neptune oh. Uranus. <laughs> Neptune's um, uh, Uranus. Sorry, is more like Stop a teal. Stop saying Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mature enough for it. <laughs> oh God! I'm the one drinking whiskey, and you've got a rather wonderful shade of red. Oh. Sorry, I was trying to hold in my. Um, my face or instinct to laugh every time you said it, but I couldn't do it. Oh, right. Well, Rambo, while you were on hiatus, um, uh, we asked the question, what is something that either fascinates you or scares you um, about space in general? Jesus said no sound, which, I mean, feels like basically how he operates his life um, uh, with the quiet aspect. Um, I said uh, the sheer size of it all, um, because it's just it, it's just too big. And then Mushu started talking, and I switched off. Okay, this is why, uh, this so is why space... you don't learn stuff. Go on, Zach. <laughs> space, just in general, scares the absolute shit out of me, just because the it's the unknown, isn't it? You know, you don't know, there's no into it. Doesn't you don't know much about it. And it fucking scares me. I would never go there. Oh, you well, will never go there either. <clears throat> Space Force. <laughs> Space Force. Oh, and Mushu said about the frog spawn universes. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to elaborate on that again, but... <laughs> I'm no, you're freaking out. It's too big. Uh, yeah. Too, too big. But you know what? You know news? That, something hey. quite... Sorry, go on. Just fucking talk over me now. Crack on. Well, there is a slight delay here, so <laughs> go on. Say what you're going to say. No, 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 please, mate. I've fucking forgotten it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, another thing that is quite scary is what Sam was talking about earlier, about the whole um, uh, force thing, the centrifugal force or whatever it is. That the slightest fuck-up and you start drifting, you're drifting forever until you hit something. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Yeah, so like if the sun fucked off, if it was poof, it just went away, we would just, instead of going round, we'd just go straight. 
yeah i mean i was i was thinking more like if you're from an astronaut's point of view if you're on a moonwalk or something and you know there's some sort of accident and you you start moving you're fucked you know there's nothing you can do You, you can't sort of swim back you're just floating you're off oh i don't know Mushi. i think rambo can also um back me up on this there is definitely something we could do in there what you do is you pop a hole in your glove and you push yourself around like iron man we've all seen the martian exactly mate so i might be i might be floating in space but at least i know i'm outliving you two that's fine yeah that's good no, you'll be dead, and we'll just lose a finger or four. Exactly. If you pop a hole in your spacesuit, you're not going to lose a finger or four. You're going to freeze instantly. I thought we, I thought we'd established this. I'm talking a very big hole. I'm just talking a little one. I just hold it in my hand and be like, <laughs> as long as your suit so quick, so as long as your suit Rambo. is pressurised and yeah. there's stuff coming out of that hole from inside, then wouldn't freeze straight away. Yeah. See, Rambo, it's science, mate. You got science. All right, <laughs> science. Do you, actually, Rambo, do you remember we um we emailed NASA, didn't we once? Oh, oh, oh we did. God. We did email, which I didn't get reply. If we're tagging NASA, fuck you. You never replied to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ignore him. Ignore that guy. We, not fuck you. <laughs> you do great work. <laughs> yeah, but reply to your emails. You know. Well, that's true. You can fucking put a man on the moon. You can you can do man. You can do unmanned missions to Mars. You can't fucking reply to an email. It was well, a simple I mean, question as well. Sent out? The question was: If you shot a gun in space, what would happen? Yeah, because we wanted to know <laughs> if there's no mass. Surely you and the bullet would part at the same speed. That's what I reckon. Interesting. That's very interesting. Jeeves, are you Googling this or are you still on Pornhub? We've Googled, mate. You can't find it. There's no Google. Jesus is literally just YouTubing uh, Who Likes Short Shorts by the Royal Teens over and over again. (laughs) I don't need (laughs) Royal Teens. Yeah. Um, hang on, I I have an astrophysicist friend. I'm going to ask him. Oh, Give me a minute. Of course you do. Fuck yeah, I know, right? Uh, um, yeah. The other thing I was talking about, Zach, was the Black Knight satellite. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but um, I won't go into it again. I'll talk to you later about that. It's fucking well fascinating. Well fascinating. Uh, I'll put my my templates in of of space today. Uh, did you know the closest pictures of the sun have been taken recently? Uh, I do. The, the European Space Centre, which is still forty eight million mi- million miles away from the sun, but it's the closest picture we've had. I mean, you could be a proper dick, couldn't you? Like, wait until they're like they've obviously had all their camera equipment set up and everything, and then just like. As they've taken it, as they're celebrating breaking the record, just lean past it with a Kodak. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm. So did you... Um, oh, your astrophysicist friend hasn't got back to you, has he? Yeah, so... Um, no, no, no. I'll let you know when he does. I mean, it's, it's, it's a question. It'll probably be quite a complex answer. Or he'll just tell me to shut up. He'll be like, Fuck off. It's Sunday. Have you ever seen um, what they call God's Fingers? God's it's a Fingers? Nebula. Yeah. 
it's incredible. Like you've got to look up a photo of it. It's because you know, like in, in space, Hang in on. some region. Now, there we go. Okay. I'll put it in. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> I see what yeah. that, that really <laughs> threw me. Yeah, because you've got like just these massive gas clouds, um, which take on various different colours, but they've seen like the Hubble's seen like fucking billions of light years away. This this it just looks like a hand. It's like four enormous fingers or the pillars of God, they call it or something like that. Um, but there are some incredible, like the Hubble has been picking up some incredible photos of things like that recently, like nebulas and that. Is the Hubble telescope still in operation there? Yeah, I think so. Is it the main one? Because that went up in what, the early nineties? Yeah, I guess if it's, if it's don't, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, I mean, cameras in the early nineties versus cameras now. Didn't you say you can zoom like times 100 on your phone? Uh, yeah, that's right? quite a good view, yeah. Uh, view? Yeah. Zoom. A view. View. A view yeah. while we... No. But nebula, nebulas are one of my favourite things about space because they're just like aesthetically nice to look at, aren't they? It's like the pretty little gas clouds that look a bit like... Um, a right, not on Ryan's belt. Um, what a waste of space that is. Um... <laughs> What do they call them? The Northern Lights. They look like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're good. There's also, I was, this is, this is one of my little sleep facts that I learned. There's a cold spot in space, and it's fucking miles and miles and miles away. But they reckon it's something like a couple of billion light years across of just complete emptiness. No planets, no <laughs> asteroids, no dust nothing this is where it all gets too big for me when you start, start leaving a universe um into a different universe but yeah i've heard about that before but not in not in this i've never heard of it called a cold spot yeah and possibly a tenuous link but um black holes Ooh. it would seem rotten to talk about space and not address black holes i oh, that's cheeky looking um i I know very little about black holes. I know a little about black holes and I had an interesting thought on black holes um, as in going into them. Yeah. Being um, what? Being what? Well, time is different once you're through, what do they call it? The event horizon, is it? The event horizon of a black hole? Possibly. That sounds, that sounds familiar. So the time moving on the inside or when you cross the threshold of a black hole moves very differently from the time moving on the outside. So if you were to pass through it foot first, like you were jumping into a puddle, yeah, it could be years and years for your legs before your body got through, which means that you could end up with massive, great old man bollocks by the time your bollock, uh, rest of your body got through. <laughs> Everyone's looking at you, Zach. <laughs> <clears throat> so if you're going to go through a black hole go through body ways so at least you're all sort of going through at the same time well you see this is one of the things that it's caused me a great deal of headaches in the past thinking about black holes because a black hole is something of such mass that it's that nothing the gravitational pull on it literally mm -hmm. pulls everything including light it is that powerful a, a pull so if light's going in there the speed of light is pretty much accepted to be um, what's pivotal in time travel, isn't it? 
if you travel faster than light, in theory, you're traveling in time because you're getting there before you can see yourself. That's what Red Dwarf says. So it's fact. Well, I didn't it's even know like Red Dwarf. T- we touched on that at work at the, in the past as well. Yeah, and this is the thing because if you're heading towards, if you go by the interstellar um, theory, mm. that time gets slower the closer you get to the black hole. Yeah. In theory, you will never be able to make it through the black hole because the closer you get to it, the slower time goes. And it eventually, time will stop or time will reverse, one of the two, in th- surely. Yeah. Any, oh, anyone any... got any clarity on that? Am I thinking? Am I talking bollocks or what? No, I think I've heard that before. I think the problem is you can't prove any of it, can you? Mm. Well, I mean, I'd quite happily try and prove it. Send me to a black hole, I'd do it. Even though your bollocks might age and fall off and die yeah. before your body made it all the way through. Yeah, I'll just make sure I've sort of made use of them before I went. <laughs> well, probably start soon then don't you uh, oh, God, it'd, it'd literally be like a, i'd be it'd be like being inside a snow globe there'd be loads, loads of little white blobs just floating around everywhere <laughs> well, the, the, the time aspect of it um from what i've gauged listening to space related podcasts over the last couple of weeks um week days whatever is that you know how in star wars when they go to light speed or when they do whatever they call it and the lights will stretch out and they get spaghettified. Yeah. I think that's the common phrase that they use. It's the official term, um, spaghettification. Is that really it? Yeah, the, the, the process what, of going through a black hole spaghettifies things, yeah. Ah. Uh, I don't think anything would ever make it out. Um, uh, literally ever make it out. Hmm. I think you'd be, you'd get spaghettified if if there's if there was like a clear define if there's like an in and an out. What with what I was saying about like if you went through feet first, that for you on the outside you could be moving at I don't know, we'll just say fifty miles an hour. I mean it's, it's probably thousands of miles an hour, but yeah, but for the sake of it simple. And the second your legs hit the inside of it, they start moving at nothing. Then surely there'd be a crumple or yeah. they'd be whisked off to like the left or the right or whatever with whatever gravity is happening so you'd just get you would literally be turned into spaghetti i can imagine either way it's not going to be a pleasant experience it's not going to be the sort of experience you want to do again i would imagine um but you know you've got something that can that can draw in light it can it's so powerful that it can manipulate light i'm not going to fare very well you know i wobble a bit just sort of like if i fall over yeah well didn't hawkins say that there's actually a glow around the outside of it mm. and, uh, around the outside of black holes because of its its gravitational force is so strong that it bends the light that's all around it to sort of encircle it which is so um, cool so it's cool. very um, all, yeah, the, the only two things I know about black holes, um, yeah, pick me up if I'm wrong about this, is that uh, one is they come from a collapsed star. So you've yeah. got, like when a star reaches the end of its life, once it's burned through all the elements, <clears throat> eventually it runs out of fuel and it either collapses 
and that becomes a black hole if the gravitational forces are so big it becomes a black hole and then if the gravitational forces and gases remain are higher if there's more gases then it explodes and that's how you get a neutron star yeah so you get one or the other but i don't really know what a neutron star is in relation to a normal star all i know is that it's formed from a black hole imploding not exploding Although, just on that topic, have you, have you heard about this, um, this? They've discovered a star just recently, which had um, it's undergone a semi-supernova, and now it's basic, um, part of it exploded, but it didn't make a full explosion. Um, no. So, so now you've got like sort of like half a tennis ball just <coughs> whizzing around, fucking wildly, being sh- shot all over the place like a balloon, sort of going out of uh, running out of breath. So that's fun, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's mental. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely mental. How did they even find that out? I mean, because all the light that we see from stars, most of those stars are probably dead by now, aren't they? In theory, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Zach, you've got to talk about the mirror theory in a minute. Well, let's hear it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hit us with the mirror theory. Do you remember it, yeah? I can't, I can't remember the exact... I think it was... Was it 25,000 light years away? Yeah, say something like that. Or, so or just, no, just say a thousand light years away. Okay, so me and Andy were um, at work. Let's say that. <laughs> and we were talking about space. And we tried to work it out whether if you had a fucking ginormous, massive fucking mirror, if you put it a certain distance into space. Like a thousand see, light years? You would see the past. Andy explained it, I'm just waiting for no, no, you explained it pretty well. I'm just waiting for Sam to process that. Yeah, so if you had a mirror a thousand light years away, because a light year being the distance that light travels in a year. I yeah, no, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would be looking and you looked into it through a really powerful telescope, you would be looking at the reflection from two thousand years ago. A thousand years you, there, a thousand years back. So yeah. you'd be able to put this mirror up and then see what Jesus was up to. Not that Jesus. I mean, like... Pornhub. <laughs> say Pornhub. Is that what you <laughs> I think he's just randomly shouting Pornhub now. We might have broken Jeeves. <laughs> Our internet guy's got a virus. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think you might be right. I mean, the Zoom aspect would be... Uh, nightmarish, wouldn't it? I mean, you could probably watch stars go up, but then it's what I said about most of the stars that we can see are already extinct, don't they? That's what that's... Well, I don't know, because there's two trails of thought. There's the trail of thought that's like, yeah, because light, the light takes so long to get to us, you know, it takes like a million light years or whatever. But yeah. then if you take into account the average life of a star, you know, you could be up to 10 billion years. Um, yeah. So there's a very good chance they are still there. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I assume most of them are. Yeah, I think I what they're saying is it could very well be dead and we wouldn't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose you're probably right. If there was a fuck-off great mirror a thousand light years away, you could potentially, potentially be seeing the past. But I don't think you could literally Google Earth anybody. Uh, well, 
No, mate, no, probably not. And I'll tell you another thing. Writing this theory down on a Rizzler packet and sending it to NASA isn't enough to secure you a job. Uh, I have had replies from my much cleverer-than-I friend. Right. Would you well, like to hear? He's already doing better than NASA, so he's got that going for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading it. Uh, firstly, powder wouldn't ignite because there's no oxygen. Fair point. It's a very fair point. But I get the theor uh, oh God, theoretical question. Yes, the shooter would move in the opposite direction um, with the same force. This is called reaction force, Newton's third law. That's what I the thought. Yeah, no, no. The velocity may not be exactly the same because force equals mass multiplied by acceleration. The mass of the gun and the bullet are different, so the acceleration may be different. In space, you need a recoilless weapon if you're in zero G and not attached to a very large mass. So there you go, basically laser guns. What he said there is laser guns are a necessity for space. It's not just fancy. Um, okay, and, and that, by the way, right. was my friend Chris Pierce, you, sir are wasted in your current line of work. Well, I think he has been wasted by us. <laughs> <laughs> but well done, well done for replying. You know, you've managed something that NASA have found impossible. I'm very yeah. impressed. Elasticity would still work, wouldn't it, in space? Uh, yes. I, yeah, I believe it would. So a that's why they always right. use rail guns, don't they? they? They use rail guns in films and TV shows. Yeah, that's magnetic bit, though, isn't it? Same difference. It's like a magnetic slingshot. Oh, yeah, I suppose you could do. I'll just stick with laser gun, I think. So, yeah, Rambo, to answer your question, and you, Mission, you would move backwards. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. I'm quite happy. Yes. Through process of elimination, Zach, we managed to get pretty much the right answer. It's taken us seven years. Yeah. Have you been yeah. waiting seven years? Seven fucking years, right? Yeah. That was, that was seven years ago we sent that email. Um, well, NASA, shame on you. Although, we say shame on you, but they're the clever cunts who decided to take a pencil into space, aren't they? No. That was the they Russians. It was the Russians took a pencil and the Americans <clears throat> made a special gravity pen, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. I love the fact that the Russians just took a pencil. Out of pencil. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> what? Yeah, we need new space. We need new pe space pens. It's like, what's wrong with your pencil? Oh, okay. Make sure you bring well, it back. The Americans have a pen. <laughs> <laughs> no, fantastic. So, I, th I think another thing which we should talk about with it being space themed, um, current affairs and all that, and I reckon Jesus might have a bit more input on this. Is Elon Musk? Oh, I love the guy. Big fan. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. quite fond. Of, I'm. I like his. Uh, what's the word? His ethos and everything like that. Okay. I mean, he's done a, a couple of cockish things, but you can't blame him for that. But generally, I think the guy's what, 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 what? a genius. What cockish things has he done? Um. Well, I can't think of them off, off the top of my head, but I just remember seeing a couple. Of more money than he has. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, in that <laughs> yeah, he's case, got more money than me. Most people are cocks then. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. 
No, but I, I do like him. I, I like the ideas he comes up with. I like the fact that his brain must just be going a million miles an hour constantly. Um, yeah. <clears throat> he's going to be a major game player for this world. Mm. The, the stuff he's doing, I think, will have genuinely effects upon the world that we're living in. Like, you know how Steve Jobs made the, mobile, uh, made the iPhone? Yeah. Was that 15 years ago, and the world has changed so much since. It's like you are now an oddity if you don't have access to a phone or a tablet, and that's all because of the. It's just a shame the iPhone hasn't changed that much. <laughs> I don't mind that. I've realised I've got past the point in my life where I want to learn how to use a new phone every year. You know, ah, uh, yeah. I like just to, Rambo. You can back me up on this. You got an iPhone, don't you? Just hold it. And my iPad. Literally, I'm using an iPad to do this conversation with us now. Look, yeah, you're the odd one out there, Mushu. Notice how nobody shows their screens because they're all cracked. <laughs> Are you just oh, checking? Oh, no. all, right, all right, fine. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, but I, I think it gets to a point when you create a space company, like his SpaceX is now trading with NASA, and they? they're, they're like sharing information and like NASA are taking a lot of um, uh, guidance from... Oh, mate, he, 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 they share seats. Mm. He sends rockets up and he'll give them a couple of seats to do whatever he has to do. And it's, it's like a symbiotic relationship where they're working together. It feels like that's how progress should be done. People actually working together and yeah. achieving, like running parallel with one another as opposed to against each other. You know, capitalism yeah. is a wonderful thing up until this point, but a bit of unity is a good thing too. I think I've assumed I've assumed Jesus would be interested because like you kind of got NASA who are like NASCAR of space exploration, but then you've got Elon Musk who's turned up and he's like the Formula One, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? That's that's probably why I thought you'd you'd be into him because everything about it is so slick. Mm. Did you see it the recent what? SpaceX launches? Like their their control pads, their their, their cockpit. There's just like nothing in it, just a tiny little screen like that it's just so sexy i mean he's talking he's talking to you there jeeps um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's where you get it because he's it's his company is whereas like nasa is a is a corporation rather than a than a than one guy if you know what i mean that's um, yeah that's very true so he gets the final word stuff, a lot of his stuff is is designed to be reusable as whereas NASA was like, Oh, this is a one time thing. So, you know, make it as cheap as possible. But as, but am, as I, am I wrong in thinking that NASA would have made reusable stuff, but assumed that it would have been too a, like a costly to design or whatever. And he was well, the one they, that they do have certain, they do have certain pieces of equipment that are reusable, but, um, cause Astronaut. they got the, they got the, the space shuttle. <laughs> no, they, 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 um, they get rid of them. Because they got the space shuttle, didn't they? But the problem with that is when it re-enters Earth, it has to have a whole new coating on, um, on it because the armour on it to protect it from re-entry is a one-time use. Right. Heat, yeah, the, the heat, heat shields on it yeah. are one-time use. I, um, I assume that's why, because he started so late in the game, he's now been able to, because um, he's the first person to develop a rocket that can land, isn't he? That 
the rockets NASA send up always just end up as junk in space. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, and have uh, have a separate landing pod. Yeah, specifically his designed goes to up land. Up yeah, um, yeah. Which is like that's brilliant. I mean, the, the, the waste that saves is fantastic. It's mind blowing. Like how, like watching those SpaceX launches, and they they manage to get it up there and then come back like with pinpoint accuracy, and it lands like almost like it's being a launch in reverse. It's crazy yeah. to watch. And Crazy it's such point. a fucking weird design. Well, it's not a weird design. I mean, as rockets go, it's a rocket. It's just a fucking big cylinder, isn't it? But yeah. imagine trying to land a It's like that cork game. You know, like when you'd have a bottle of wine or whatever, and you try and throw the cork so it lands on its head. Yeah. I mean, if I was to design something landing, and it was my phone, for instance, I wouldn't choose for it to land like that. I'd choose for it to land like that. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, the wider the mass, the more chance yeah. it's going to land the right way up. But, um, but you know, if you can design it that way and you can build it that way, then fuck it, do it and be smug about it, I say. Yeah, I, I think the guy's uh, fantastic. Mm. Uh, he's working on um, uh, a... No, not AI. Like, um, like probes that you put into your brain so you can interface with computers without using a computer. What are they called right. for that? bioengineering like implants I don't know like, that sort of shit human augmentation maybe? I guess he'll, he'll tell us when he invents it <laughs> well yeah it will, it's, def- it's definitely coming um, bring on like eye brain be eye brain <laughs> and be like boar brain won't it because he's got the boring company yeah uh, yeah I mean, the guy made flamethrowers didn't he I mean that's absolutely brilliant yeah, he did, didn't he? He created a flamethrower. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it was nothing special. It was just like um, like a propane tank that shot out flames. Um, but then uh, what, what you've got with him is, is you've got a, a genius, like a guy whose mind is going a million miles an hour. Like Not necessarily a genius, but um, a visionary. I think that's safe yeah. to say. You've yeah, got a visionary fair. who's got a lot of money and the means and ability to play around with shit that he thinks of. I mean, you think of the amount of people that are like that that don't have access to a massive space company. Well, <laughs> you know, that's like, true. I reckon Jesus could probably build something quite good if, um, you know, if he had unlimited funds and stuff like that. I reckon he'd, well, he'd probably just create some sort of high-tech gimp suit. But you know what I mean? There's people out there that have got... Only because you asked me to make it for you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that that commission is strictly on secrecy, yeah. But, but you know what I mean? There's there's people out there that must have incredible ideas and just can't follow through with them. And then you've got him who's thinking like, he must be like walking through like, how's the rocket coming along? Oh, yeah, we've, we're working on it, but it just looks like a flamethrower. He's like, <laughs> a flamethrower, you say? <laughs> this gives me an idea. I'm just, uh, start up a flamethrower department. Well, I, I actually heard him talk about the flamethrower and the reason why he did the flamethrowers. And um, because his boring company website, um, uh, he occasionally comes out with little bits and bobs and he'll make X number of units for them. Um, and he did, I can't remember what it was before that he made, but he say he made 100,000 of something um, and charged $100 for it. He's like, well, do you know what? I could just make 10,000 of something and charge a lot more for it. And it was like, look, I could just do it with a flamethrower, for instance. And he made these flamethrowers. Um, uh, I think it was more just to sort of prove a point. 
um, that yeah. he could. He could sell them off nice and easy. But I mean, yeah, his cars as well. I'd love to have a Tesla. I mean, mm. I know that, you know, I don't think electric cars are bad things anymore. They're, they're not like the gee whizzes that they used to be back in the day. These new Teslas have got a massive range on them. And when you think yeah. about, well, I don't know how much you guys drive in a day, but I only drive about 50 miles a day. Um, uh, so a 300 mile range would be more than enough for me. Way, oh, yeah. way more. You know, you'd be, you'd be hard pushed to do a, a road trip across the country. Uh, but even so, what a challenge. Talking about his cars, though, I did like the um, the backfire that happened with his Cybertruck. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> when he hit the window and he's like, oh, these windows are like bulletproof. Smash. Yeah. <laughs> did you see it, Mushi? I, yeah, I read about it. I didn't watch the video, but I did read about that, yeah. Literally, someone picks up a ball bearing and it just goes straight through the window. <laughs> um, I quite like the look of the truck, though. I mean, the truck was very futuristic. Mm. I'm a big fan of pickup trucks. And, mm. But I think that truck looks pretty fucking cool. Looks like something from the future. Blade. And, and I really like the old-style trucks. You know, like the, like the old yes. big old Fords. They are, they're a thing of beauty, but... I mean, progression is happening. Things are changing, and you know, I'll take an electric truck. This is why. This is why Zach's not keen on space theme. Uh, <laughs> they don't make space like oh, they my. used to. Back in my day, space <laughs> was proper. You know, it was fucking miles away up there. You know, <laughs> it wasn't all the up in your face. up there before anyone else, mate. Well, there. You know, we didn't cover this in last week's conspiracies ones, but. Um, uh, it has to be said, there's a theory that Hitler's still on the moon. Isn't that a film? Yeah. Iron, Iron Sky or something like that. Iron Sky! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Iron Sky 2, I think, is the one with Hitler on the moon. Iron Sky 3, he's, uh, he rides a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the centre of the Earth. There's a third one. I didn't oh, yeah. realise. I didn't even know there was a second one. I watched the first one. Oh, I thought the first one was brilliant when they turned that black guy white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And they're great>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really fucking made me laugh <laughs> I was on about that anyway I was on about that, that they reckon that the Nazis got to the moon before or into space before anyone else well fair enough well, you never know do you I mean they probably did they were testing with rockets weren't they I mean yeah the V1 the V2s they're fucking super rockets V1s uh, V2s are still used now well, here's a, here's a question for everybody then. You know the um, Richard Branson's plane? I can't remember what it's called. The one that goes up into space or was meant to go up into space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you go on it? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, no. Well, I don't know, actually, because I, I say I'd like to, but I'm terrified of flying. I mean, it's, it's not... I, I am literally terrified of flying. I don't like normal planes. But I think if it was going to space, I could make an exception. Well, it only really like just sort of goes into the outer atmosphere. It, it goes it? into the stratosphere, get... doesn't it? And then just lets yeah. the curvature of the Earth sort of do its travelling for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I, I might do. I'd definitely be up for a, a sort of one of these one-way trips to Mars or something like that, you know, as a colonist. Oh, like movie Passengers. Also, yeah. one, um, one of my favorite space movies actually but um, yeah if 
if NASA, NASA, if you're watching and you need a colonist volunteer, you're desperately in need of a, a moderately out of shape guy to come and, I don't know, just, just generally be annoying. Here I am. Yeah, well, and if you've watched our previous uh, podcast, Mushu, um, Mushu NASA, uh, Mushu would be the ideal breeding candidate because you can just put them for, in a room full of people and you'd have them all. That's true. I would join the army, but you know what? The only position I'm allowed to go for, which oh, I don't even go, go for, for, I'm not allowed to. Don't, don't. What's the only provision you'd go, go for? Pastor, an army pastor. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd really want to, and I applied for it, but they won't let me because I'm an atheist, which I think's oh. bullshit. That's discrimination. Kind of is a little bit. Because if you're fucking religious and you've been shot or fucking blown to shit, you don't want some bulk hunter that don't even believe in God trying to spout some shit to you. Do you? Well, when you put yeah. it like that, you make it sound <laughs> sensible. But like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Anyway, we uh, divert. We divert. You, you literally might. It's like you going in as a PTI, isn't it, mate? Well, clearly, I'm not going to do that. Physical training Physical instructor. Training instructor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I signed up for, but they said I can't do it because I'm too lazy. Um, they probably wouldn't let you in because they'd have to dig all the trenches an extra foot deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking, I would hate to be in a fucking foxhole with you. You can't. Uh, <laughs> me or him? Really you, mate. Why? You'd have to have an ammo crate so you could just stand on that to peer out. <laughs> No, who's digging the fucking your cell scrape at night time? It has to be a certain length for your body. You'd be next to it <laughs> after night. <laughs> yeah, oh, but but it'd be think, so warm. I'd be the first one shot. And yes, you'd be warm. I'd, I'd be a fantastic spoonie. <laughs> and if he, gets, if he gets shot in the foxhole, you don't have to leave the foxhole for another few weeks, mate, because you've got so much meat on there. Stop talking about eating me. <laughs> <laughs> If you get cold, no, you wouldn't have to do anything from sandbags. I'll just lift the onto the front of it. In fact, I, I reckon by this point, Kevin Costner should probably be watching. So, Kev, would you eat Sam? You know, let us know in the comments. Cheers. <laughs> got, got, got. <laughs> Outrageous. Outrageous. Why would you want to eat me, Kevin? I've been a big fan for a long time. Dancing with Wolves. Brilliant movie. Absolutely stunning. What world? Legendary. The Postman. I became a Postman. Has he done any <laughs> space films? I don't know. Apart from the one you mentioned earlier, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that one. Was that a space film? I can't remember that earlier. No, Such no. a long time ago. What but... film was it? Oh, I can't remember. We'll watch it back. Um, well, yeah. I've had a anybody couple of else in. got anything they want to add on the space theme? Uh, yes, uh, they're sending three missions uh, to Mars in the next month as it's the closest period of time that Earth is to Mars. Uh, yeah, is from Mars. Are they sending? It's not manned though, is it? It's um, just UAVs again. Not UAVs, like fucking radio-controlled cars. Yeah. Uh, going back to Musk, he said he wants to die on Mars, doesn't he? He um, he doesn't want to die on this planet. He wants to yeah. die on Earth. I can I can understand that. That sounds yeah. like, that sounds pretty good. I mean, does it? Yeah, yeah. Getting to die on a different planet, I'd be all up for that. On your fucking Jack Jones in the, with nothing. Yeah, I'd be happy. Well, you're fucking dying, mate. You're, like, what's the point? It's, you know. 
surrounding yourself with loads of people to watch you die. That would just be no, even more you awkward. I mean, you're, come on, come on everyone, row, here I go. If you're on death row, you get fucking whatever meal you want. And that, you go to Mars, you can't even have a fucking meal, mate. I googled. So Probably you what said you're dying death. of. Um, I googled that a little while ago. Um, apparently, you're allowed up to about thirty-four dollars um, for your last on the prison. Oh, pending on the prison, is it? Yeah. Um, that's quite a good last meal. I mean, thirty-four dollars. Yeah. You get, you know, you get a lot of KFC for that. I think there was a bloke that got um, a McDonald's and got like fourteen burgers, um, <laughs> eight large fries. Um, eight drinks and stuff like that and got mm. it all delivered to his cell. See, I'm but, a little bit yeah. more switched on than ev- all of them. I'd be like, oh, you know what my favourite is, which I haven't had since I was such a young boy? A prison key sandwich. Oh, <laughs> they were good. And I need a bit of solitude just to eat it with as well. Uh, you know? And then out I go. So not, not fi-yul pastry then? No. Uh, Fuck off, Sam. <laughs> oh, oh God. Yeah, but I love I love the thought of these Mars these <laughs> these missions to Mars. Like some of the photos that are coming back now, like the HD definition photos, and you could be there. You know, you could literally be stood there looking at it. It's that clear, and it just blows my mind that that's all up there right now. You know, this, the Mars rover's still up there, just bimbling around. It's bimbling around. Yeah, every year on its birthday, it it will play happy birthday to itself, which we've now <laughs> we've now realised is pointless because there's no sound in space. Cheers, Jeeps. But, no, no, um, no, no, no. Mars has a little bit of an atmosphere. Oh, it does, that? doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you'd hear a little bit of noise, but you wouldn't hear. Well, I mean, you wouldn't hear it you're in a spacesuit. Um, but yeah, it's got a small amount of atmosphere, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. I could ask Piercy again, but I don't want pestering. It's Sunday night. Well, all I'm saying is happy birthday is the perfect length for our credits. So I might try and find that clip to stick yeah. the credits over of, um, of the rover just, just singing happy birthday to itself on its birthday. That's a great idea. That is, mm. There we go, people. There's a little uh, signing off treat for this episode. We're going to do a uh, Mars rover happy birthday theme. Do you know, we, we had a near miss the other day or the other week. Um, we actually had a, comet, a meteor flying between us and the moon. That's unusual, because the moon usually catches all that shit, doesn't it? Mm. And the, NASA the picked moon... it up like a couple of weeks beforehand, I think. And they didn't fucking tell us until it had passed. Goes back to we'll the apocalypse back. thing, though. They, they wouldn't tell it us. Does. They would let they us wouldn't. find out the hard way. We'd be recording our wanky little podcast, and boom, big flash of light. Yeah, big wave. I've just been watching you guys, and you'd be like, "Oh, it's a bit damp in here." As the tsunami just wipes you all out, it'd be you first, Mushi. I oh, know no. Rambo first, no, then it'd be you, then it'd be Jeeps. Yeah, it would be me first. I'm quite low here. I'm I'm in a, like a little low spot. Either way, it wouldn't be much. It'd be Jeeps would be like, "Oh, I'll just be sitting on like, top of the wave." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just assume, I'll just assume the position of the Roman and just lay down on the floor and whip my kegs down. <laughs> <laughs> but I got time. <clears throat> um, God bless him. Have any of you seen that film, um, The Martian? Yeah, we talked about that earlier. 
Brilliant. Andy Ware. <clears throat> who wrote it, G? Oh, sorry. I, I didn't know who wrote it. Um, Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Do you know what I loved about that, that film, though? Probably the fucking potato it, content. It, it, yes, it was a potato. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. You're such a fucking idiot. I like it. I like the fact that he eats potatoes with Vicodin. I'm not entirely sure what Vicodin is, but I mean, it's definitely going to make potatoes more exciting, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> not if you're Andy. Well, I don't know. Like you give me, a, you give me a you, baked potato you... stuffed high with uh, like magic mushrooms or something like that. I'd, I'd probably still eat it because by the time you're finishing it, you're not eating a potato anymore. You're probably eating like a I don't know, fucking... Garden gnome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it is a good... No, it is a good film. We've discussed it and on how accurate it was. Um, but yeah, way too potato-y for me. Way too potato-y for you. Oh, dear. So you probably didn't like Lord of War either, did you? Because he smuggles guns in potatoes. Well, I, yeah, but that's guns. You know, again, you give me a you give me a baked potato with a with a Glock in it. I'd probably take it off your hands. Is that a big potato? You know what? I watched that. That's a good film, isn't it? Yeah, I love the start. I love that opening sequence. Probably one of my favourite opening sequences for any movie. You know with that something's happening here. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a brilliant bit. It's the life cycle of a bullet, isn't it? You see it getting That's stamped it, down yeah. and then yeah, got out of Old it. Africans and that, yeah. I yeah. didn't finish that film. Well, what? you started it, though. I haven't given you any spoilers. Um. <laughs> um, and I'm probably never going to watch it. Why? Because every time I watch it, I fall asleep at the same part. Which part? Is it the bit where he's fucking the hookers in um, Nigeria? Uh, well, I, rem- I remember that scene that you said, um, but I haven't tried watching that film since it's come That's out. That's the intro. That's the it. Opening credits. That's all I remember. I, I, it was a few years ago that I, I tried watching it, but um, I think it was a space over three weeks. I tried watching it. I just kept falling asleep. Oh my God. But all I remember is because I did quite like that intro. So you have no idea about any of the content of the film. Basically, for you, that film is a five-second clip of how it's made. Yep. <laughs> how good it is made oh. that's all I remember from that film I love uh, well ignoring Jeeves because he's got no opinion on the matter hang on hang on I, hang on because I'm an idiot here why didn't you just start watching it from where you left off because I can't remember yeah. where I got to have you not got a pause feature you... Zach you're, you're trying to you're trying to sellotape logic onto a moron here it's not going to work Getting a slight insight into the mind of a madman. Um, <laughs> How a psychopath works. Unbelievable. No, but I love one of the lines that stuck with me from that, because I quite like Nicolas Cage. I know he's done a lot of shit movies, but he's also done some fucking crackers. Is that line where he's, he does his first gun deal and he's like, the first time you sell a gun illegally is a lot like the, time, the first time you have sex. It's over far too quickly, but you know you want to do it again. And it, it's just, it, it's just, a great movie Jeeves you should watch it I remember uh, a scene to do with a ship uh, possibly Russians in a car so you you fucking can remember the film so why don't you just start watching it the way you left off because I've only just fucking remembered you prick he gets (laughs) ragey You look like you're in the Big Brother chair with that screen up behind you Rambo that's what it is I was trying to think what he reminds (laughs) me of it is like 
Zach, you've been in the Big Brother house for 13 days now. (laughs) (laughs) How are you feeling? See, that would be a good space programme, wouldn't it? Like Big Brother, but space. Yeah. I mean, it's no different, is it? They're still stuck inside doing... Doing the evictions through the airlock. (laughs) Yeah. They each have their own personal airlock and then... And then, the, like, the <coughs> votes just count up, and whoever's got the highest vote just releases the airlock. <laughs> See ya. Oh, my God. That show would be so good if, at the end of it, the contestants were sucked out into the vacuum of space. Definitely. It's the, it's the only thing it needs, really, isn't it? Because otherwise, they just hang around on social media and fucking aggravate everyone. Oh, yeah. I used to love it as well. When it was, like, a social experiment, it was brilliant. And then it just became like social influences. I'm like, I, I don't like watching new cunts on Instagram. I don't want to see you on fucking telly as well. Come on, mm. Is it? Yeah, there's nobody real on it anymore. No, all, no. All just trying to get it like film careers or... I mean, and when you see what past contestants look like, oh man, they are something special. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was waiting for... Yeah, no, good. Right. Anyway, back on subject. Any, has anyone got anything else space-related that they'd like yeah. to uh, bring up? Not really. I mean, I could talk about some sci-fi TV programs. I mean, the Voyager One and Two are the furthest away man-made objects in space. Sorry, what One and Two? Voyager. Oh, okay. Yeah, because hasn't one of them just passed beyond our solar system or something like that? Isn't one of them out of <laughs> our solar system now? Do you think that's a good idea? Sending maps to our planet and pictures of naked men and women, especially with someone with such a small hog as well. I mean, they could have at least bumped that up a little bit. Well, no, hang on. That can't be right. That can't be right because unless the, because the Russian cosmonaut programs, they used to send cosmonauts out um, or allegedly sent cosmonauts out on one-way journeys just to see how far their radio... Um, capabilities were um and they, these cosmonauts would go out knowing that they were just drifting really yeah um so in much- theory they must be the the furthest man-made <clears throat> items out maybe it's unless they're well no it must be well, well, I guess I if that's voyager that's one voyager one is currently 11 point 11.7 billion miles away from Earth. See, that's quite a long way, isn't it? It's, it's not close. In what direction, though, Jeebs? I don't know. <laughs> it hasn't told me that. that um, and Voyager 2 um, is slightly more than 11 billion miles. In the same direction, dickheads. It is crazy, though, isn't it? Thinking that 11 billion miles away right now, there's a little robot up there. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah, with our postcode on it. Earth. <laughs> yeah, and probably... The, did, was it actually one of these like time capsules for, for Earth? You know, like how the Blue Peter time capsule and they send them out to space every now and then, don't they? <laughs> it, um, yeah, it, it's, got, it's got a copy of Beano 1976, a gollywog. And what else? What else? Jim will fix it. Badge. Gary Glitter record. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, um, no, no, because I'm sure I saw it. And they, 
or it's like an information capsule and it's got like mathematical sequences in it, like the Fibonacci code and stuff like that. And then yeah. it's got um, the Vesuvian Man by Da Vinci yeah um and stuff stuff like that and it's also got um coordinates to our planet and and music as well i think think there's some beethoven or something like that in it um which is it's quite cool but it's like it's a bit like showing off isn't it like look what we've got when it turns up and it's like um they're like oh man classical we're so far past that where's the uh yeah. Play that it's same song. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, when aliens come and visit, if the Cantina band doesn't exist, I am out. I quit life. That's it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I suppose it's better than um in what was it, Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters? Oh yeah. <laughs> what a shit opening theme. <laughs> Yeah, is it like four notes? Whoever wrote that should be shot. Yeah, but wow. no, the Cantina Band is amazing. No, that, that's a Blue Harvest quote there for you. If uh, if you haven't seen Blue Harvest, check that out as well. Uh, it's Family Guy. Oh, okay. It's Family Guy Star Wars, and they're all sitting in the cantina, and they finish the song. It's like, okay, guys, we do take requests. Anyone got any requests? Play the same song. Okay. And then <laughs> they just launch into it. Yeah, it's great. I've never heard anyone ever play that in all the bands I've ever seen. I've never heard anyone bust that out. Why not? Such a tune. Yes, life goals. That is. <laughs> right, just as a visual aid, uh, Earth is forty-eight million, uh, just over forty-eight and a half million miles away from. Um, from Earth, so it hasn't even gone past Mars yet. If, that, if that is correct, they haven't gone past Mars, which that can't be correct. Well, that none of that sentence made sense to me. Earth is just over 48 million miles away from Earth. No, Earth is 48 and a half million miles away from uh, Mars. Yeah. So technically, right. Voyage hasn't even gone past... No, you said billion. You said 10 billion miles away. Oh, 10 billion. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you were definitely yeah, saying billion. billion. Well, I closed the tab down, so... Uh... Yeah, because I'm sure <laughs> they crashed something into, like, Jupiter not too long ago just to see what would happen, and unsurprisingly, it got crushed. Jupiter, gas giant, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, so, the distance between Earth and Andes Uranus... Um, is vast 1.692 billion. Yeah, that's cocks a billion out of his ass. <laughs> Incidentally, <laughs> fact, fact about um, fact about Jupiter, you could fit all of the other planets in the solar system inside Jupiter. Oh, that's how big it is. That you know, the rings around Saturn, yeah, do you know they're eventually going to disappear? Really. Yeah, and all the other planets have rings, but because those are so prominent, you don't even notice them. Um, But yeah, they'll eventually all disappear because they're just ice and rubble and debris, and eventually it'll all just get sucked inside its masks. Well, they sing, don't they? They actually emit a noise, the rings of Saturn. Um, You see, that's another weird one with regards to sound and space, isn't it? 
I assume they sing in a frequency like radio wave or <coughs> something like that. Quite possibly. I mean, I've heard them. I've heard the recordings of them, and they're they're quite eerie. It sounds like whale songs. Does it sound like the first ever recording of someone singing? Do you guys hear that? Well, it, it came out a couple of years ago. It's awful. Really? Yeah, oh, it's so bad. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not putting that in here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely awful. Um, I don't really have a lot else to say about space. Just looking no. through the shit I've got down there. The sun, do you know the sun burns through its elements in order? So it starts with like helium, and it burns the helium, and that becomes hydrogen, and then it goes after hydrogen to the next heaviest one, and so forth, and so on. No, I did not know it, that. No, it does. It goes through them based on weight and the phase in which it is. We're in, the, uh, we're in phase four at the moment, so I don't know what it's currently fucking burning. Um, but yeah, each phase, it's a, um, a different element that it's burning. Oh, how cool. And the moon, and the moon isn't made from cheese. What? No, it's not, unfortunately. But it does taste out of this world. Fucking uh, hell. Yes! One point <laughs> <to> me! <laughs> you see, I can't, oh, rage, I can't rage quit, because if I rage quit, I end, I end up ending the meeting. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get a point for you rage quitting. We only get a point uh, for... Um, that's well, should we wrap it up, then? Should we wrap up our little chat about space? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't have anything else to say. No. Uh, oh, there we go. We'll see a bit of uh, Jeeb's tits. Oh, did I miss it? I was you did, mate. You down. Did. The glory of this is it's all being recorded, so you can watch it again at your leisure. Yeah, that I will. Oh. I definitely will, repeatedly. Normally I give me a little cheer. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while we're on that subject, uh, Mr. Andy, who's over there to me, uh, that video that we did the other day, would that be able to get onto the end of one of these podcasts? Yeah, I think we'll we'll chuck it in with the um, we'll chuck it in with the next one, mate. I'll forward it to Sam and that, and he can edit it in. Yeah. What, what was the video again? Sorry. Of Zach doing the gopping shit. You know, I told you about earlier that weird translucent stuff on the picnic table. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Did you give him a pound for it, though? He did, yeah. with the added danger of COVID-19 on it as well. Yeah. Wonderful. That's it. Well, anyway, on that note, <laughs> thank you very much for tuning in. Oh, God, I wish I could Neptune you out. <laughs> one day, mate, one day. You know, they'll, they'll get rid of me sooner or later. Commemorate Sam's birthday and Curiosity's birthday on Mars, we decided to play a little song. If there's anyone listening on Mars, on this special occasion, you will hear this. And it's exciting. This is a first for NASA and for the world. And music brings us all together, so this is fun. <laughs> <laughs>